first time I had a negative experience with a Caucasian person in which race was involved happened in high school when I was in the 12th grade. Before I tell you about that experience, let me go back a year to the day I learned the F-word. This story about me learning the F-word will make more sense in a moment. One day during the first month of school, when I was in the 11th grade, this was my, by the way, my first year in the USA. During this time, I'm sucking all the English words that I would hear often. I'm in a learning mode. So I went to PE class and I hear two guys having a casual conversation. One of them was using the F word many times. I must have heard it so many times from that guy that I memorized the word. And later in the day, I went to Mrs. Murphy, my ESL teacher, and asked her what the word meant. She immediately blushed and couldn't explain it to me. She starts to interrogate me in order to know where I heard the word and the context in which it was being used. She tries a couple times to come up with an explanation, but just couldn't. So she finally decides to call on a student to explain the meaning of the F word to me. Dalton, an Ecuadorian friend, comes and does the same exercise. He asks me questions to understand the context in which the word was being used. He laughs about it and teaches me the different meanings of the F word. He tells me about the sexual connotation of the word, but he also teaches me how the word is used to give emphasis to a particular sentence. He gives me an equivalent word in Spanish to help me understand how I could use it as an emphasis word. And he also teaches me the word motherfucker and its connotation. Now, let's fast forward a year. By this time, my English is better, but not necessarily great. Um, one day, I go to the bathroom in school and it was empty. It must have been just prior to the end of a class period. I do my business, then I wash my hands, use the blower to get my hands dry, and start heading out. These bathrooms at school do not have a door, but a narrow hall that connects the restrooms to the main hall. As I start heading out, I see a tall guy entering the restrooms. He looks taller than six feet, he's built, and he seems to be in a hurry. He wasn't running or anything like that, but he was coming so fast that it seemed that he was coming to tackle me. I tried to move out of the way and towards the wall, but then I see him lean towards me and he hit me with his shoulder. Then he proceeded to accuse me of being in his way and started just swearing at me. My English wasn't great, but it was good enough to understand that I was being attacked. I hear the F word a couple of times. And then he says, motherfucker, and motherfucking Mexican a few times. I was first confused, then shocked, then angry, all in just a matter of seconds. Things were happening really fast. I react and push him away. Up until that point, I had never used Dalton's lesson on the F word. But if there was a moment that I would ever need the use to use that word, it was this. So I called him motherfucker too, and he grabs me by my t-shirt and pins me against the wall. 
during these few seconds, a teacher had arrived and was standing at the hall looking at the restroom entrance. I suppose he was observing in an attempt to make sense of what was going on. He hadn't witnessed the whole thing. I knew he had heard me say the word motherfucker, but I don't know whether I was saying it in a manner that it would be understood. This guy kept verbally abusing me while I was trying to get away from him. The teacher then decides to intervene and separates us. He doesn't address me at all. He talks to him with a soft voice and says something like, it's, it is not worth it. He doesn't reprimand him at all or anything like that. He just hugs him and takes him away while he was still swearing at me. I don't recall whether the teacher came back to take me to the principal's office, but I do remember how I felt. I was angry. I felt violated, less valued. And when the teacher didn't reprimand him at all, I felt that he had sided with him. Maybe he knew him. He for sure didn't know who I was. Or maybe he thought he could communicate better with them and not with me. I've tried to rationalize this experience many times. And I've come to the conclusion that the guy who attacked me without provocation must have been high to do that to me. In my mind, I could not fathom the idea that he could just try to start a fight with me without any provocation when I didn't even know him. I've never seen him before in my life. I later learned that he was in the school baseball team. To him, I was a complete stranger. I was a Mexican. And you, you and I know that he wasn't talking about my nationality. That was my first eye-opening experience. I've told you in other episodes that I didn't really have white friends at school during my high school years. My English was limited, and most of my friends were either from ESL class or people that I met through them who were no longer in ESL. During those high school years, I worked at a fast food place. There, I met a girl, a white girl. I still remember her name, Katie. Sweetest girl. I felt she saw me as a friend. What, what, what I mean is that I felt that she saw me as another kid her age. And even though my Mexicanness was obvious, it seemed that didn't really matter. She came across as very genuine. I felt she had no prejudice towards me. She put up with my English. We could have a conversation and laugh. She had an African-American boyfriend. He was very soft-spoken and dressed like a typical white boy. He was adopted, so he had been raised by white parents. Think of Michael Jackson's voice. That was him. Katie gave me the impression that she saw my brownness, but it didn't really bother her. There, at the fast food place, I also met the twin brothers, Zach and Derek. Zach was more outgoing. Derek seemed to be more reserved. However, they were both equally nice. Zach would always approach me and try to have a conversation with me. He would sometimes ask me how to say certain things in Spanish. He told me he was taking Spanish classes at school. He never asked me to teach him to say anything inappropriate. Once, while I was taking a drive through order, a guy asked me whether we had a specific type of drink. I could not understand the name of the drink. 
I asked him to repeat it. I still did not understand him, so I told him that we didn't have it. He rushed to the window, and I could see that he was very angry. He was driving a truck. A kid, maybe 10 or 11 years old, was sitting next to him. It was probably his child. He then started to curse at me. There, I heard the word motherfucker again, and motherfucking Mexican. Derek was the team lead that night. And as soon as he heard this guy was screaming profanities at me, he rushed to the window and started to defend me. I had never heard him raise his voice like that. I had made the mistake of not understanding the name of the drink that the customer wanted. It wasn't a regular fountain drink, I think. But it turns out that we did have it. So when I said that we didn't have it, you know, he, the customer, became really offended. Derek knew I had made a mistake. However, he didn't side with them. He defended me. And he raised his voice like I'd never seen him do before. He refused to serve that customer that day. I remember the guy saying that he knew the owner of the store and that he would report him. Derek didn't care. He still stood by me. When the customer left, Derek apologized to me many times. As if he had been the one insulting me and calling me names. It felt really weird because he was the one who defended me, not the one who attacked me. What was different between the high school teacher and Derek? Derek knew who I was because I worked with him. Derek knew the kind of person I was. I guess that made the difference. That experience had a profound effect on me. Another day, when I was already married and with kids, a police officer stops me for speeding. You know this feeling that you have in your stomach when you see the police lights in your rearview mirror? Well, that's what I felt. But it wasn't because I was afraid of the police. It was more of a feeling of being inconvenienced by it. I was annoyed that I'd have to spend some time with them, which would make me arrive late at my destination. I don't really recall what I did, but I suppose that I must have started looking for my registration and car insurance before he would get out of his vehicle. I then looked through the side view mirror and realized that he was slowly approaching my car with his hand on his weapon, which was still on the holster. I don't know if you've ever gotten a sudden feeling of fear. Well, that inconvenience and annoyance that I felt suddenly changed to a feeling of being in danger. I was afraid, but I acknowledged that I was offended as well. This officer was clearly telling me that he felt threatened. I immediately put my hands on the steering wheel, and I didn't move until he asked me to roll down the window. He made, you know, the typical question, do you know why I stopped you? I replied with a ton of voice that conveyed that I was being submissive and cooperative. Nothing extraordinary happened that day. I just got a speeding ticket. After this incident, I'm always aware that I can be viewed as a threat. So I automatically look for ways to look non-threatening. It helps now that I'm driving a minivan. 
Um, I always make sure to put my hands on the steering wheel and the pitch of my voice changes when I address the officer. I do not only apologize with words, you know, I try to convey that through the tone of my voice. I've been stopped more times after this incident. Luckily, no officer has approached my car again in the same way that this other officer did. My experience is nowhere near what African Americans have to deal with. So I won't pretend that I fully understand. I won't pretend that I fully know what that is like. I don't know a neighbor, a friend, or a family member who's been profiled by the police to the point that they ended up in cuffs or dead. And I'm not trying to say that we should all distrust the police either. Because except for that one traffic stop, I haven't had other negative experiences with the police. So from my experience, I can't say that the police are inherently bad. But please understand that my and your experience with the police can be completely different than what the black community has to deal with. Our experience with the police does not invalidate their experience. We live in a world in which we need to build bridges in our communities. Bridges of understanding, not walls. We need more Katie's, more Derek's, more Zach's in this world. We do not need more Derek Chauvin's. My name is Luis, and this is Community of Strangers. Till next time.